Hey everybody, this is Chris at Trinity, and this special episode of our Trinity podcast, today we're going to reflect on uh, what does it look like for us to embody uh, one of our core commitments, um, postures and practices that lead to the restoration of the whole person. How do we do that during Easter? And so I decided to jump on here and give us five tips, uh, five practices maybe that we can engage during the next uh, 50 days in order to make the most of Easter. Uh, we said this on Sunday, on Easter Sunday, that uh, it takes more than one day or one moment to wrap our heads and our hearts around the mystery and the power and the beauty of the resurrection. Jesus conquered death. Uh, he did not avoid it. He did not negotiate with death. He went into death and then came out on the other side with his body. Uh, we said this, and I think it's worth uh, reflecting on here that resurrection, uh, which is the, the fulcrum, uh, the cross and resurrection, that's the fulcrum on which all of our faith turns, that resurrection uh, necessarily involves our body. So as we reflect on one of our core commitments, um, embodying postures and practices that lead to our restoration, a lot of what I'm going to encourage you to do will involve your body uh, during this Easter season. Uh, I want to exhort you to make the most of Easter uh, to get out of your head and into uh, different parts of your life. And so I want to be really practical today in terms of giving you some options for how you can live uh, full into resurrection during during the Easter season. So I'm just going to share a little bit about my own practices, and uh, maybe you'll find some stuff here for you. So five things. Number one, Easter is a time to gather with friends, uh, with people you love, uh, and to feast. So I think one step uh, for all of us would be to be more intentional about our social calendar during the Easter season. Uh, Lent was a time for fasting. Easter is a time for feasting. And feasting is uh, best done with people. And so this is an opportunity to just get together and eat good food and drink good drink. Uh, even as I say these words, our uh, neighborhood groups are gathering for feasts during the Easter season. They're getting together for big potlucks. Uh, I think there was one actually in the backyard at Trinity last night, uh, but you can do this in your own home. And so I would encourage you over the next 50 days to look at your calendar and invite people to your home and cook some really, really good food. I've been using the uh, green egg in my backyard on the back porch more even during the last number of days as Easter has started than I had before. Uh, it's an opportunity for you to experiment with uh, new recipes and to invite people who are old friends, um, maybe to invite some people who you wonder whether they might become new friends into your intimate space. There's something about including people um, in our eating that uh, affirms the goodness and the beauty of the resurrection. Jesus, he ate food with his friends um, after he was risen from the dead, and you can also share food. So gathering and feasting is a very simple practice for the Easter season. The second one would be to be more intentional about asking the Holy Spirit to open doors in your conversations and in your relationships. Uh, I was actually just talking to one of our pastors um, a couple of days ago, and he said that during Easter, he's been more intentional about at the beginning of, a, of an interaction. So like if you're going to get your hair cut or you're going to get a massage or you're going into a grocery store, he says he's been more intentional about saying, Holy Spirit, 
uh, show me where there might be meaning and depth in relationship and conversation. And for him, at least, he reported back that God had really opened up some doors. Um, and maybe as important as the Lord opening a door, he was uh, curious and aware and looking for doors to be opened. So Easter is an opportunity for you and for me um, to experience a little bit more meaning and depth in our conversations and in our relationships. And I want to say that it does involve two things, us asking the Holy Spirit to open doors, but us being more alert, aware, curious about where there may be uh, meaning in relationship. Uh, Easter is an opportunity to go a little bit deeper, um, to experience a little bit more love and meaning and depth. And I think that that's something God wants us to do. So let's ask the Holy Spirit to open up doors and then look for open doors and uh, maybe show up with more of your real self, especially in your intimate relationships. Um, show up with more uh, of your heart desire uh, in taking relationships deeper, whether that's in your marriage or in a family relationship or with friends. Um, just ask the Holy Spirit to open up some doors. Number three, uh, another posture or practice for this Easter season that leads to our restoration would be a willingness to pick up new hobbies. Uh, I think Easter is a great time to learn some new things. Um, so whether that's uh, gardening, this is a great time of year to get in the dirt uh, in gardening, um, picking up running or hiking, uh, something like, you know, I know some people play sports of various kinds. We're about to start a softball season. Uh, Easter is a great time to learn something new. Um, recently, uh, one of our family members had COVID, which <laughs> I thought I thought COVID was, was over. Um, and that experience has uh, prompted me to learn some new recipes, to learn how to cook some new things and to get uh, in the kitchen and uh, get some some new skills under my belt. And I will just tell you, even as I sit here today, um, I made some really good Southern cornbread uh, last week and felt uh, pretty Eastery about it. Uh, broke me out of the routine and the humdrum of what I know how to do. And I basically said, I'm going to learn how to do some new things. And I think there's something very Eastery about learning how to do some new things. One of the problems that we run into as adults, especially, is that we get into a rhythm in life where we uh, essentially possess a kind of core competency and we can go through life knowing how to do the things we do and not really do new stuff. So for me, at least, Easter is an opportunity to um, take some new ground, to forge some new ground, to uh, be a beginner at something. One of the things that strikes me as I think about the early friends of Jesus, and they were wrapping their heads around the resurrection, right, is that they were uh, beginners again. They felt uh, unsure about this new dynamic with Jesus being resurrected and what does it mean for them then to move forward in light of the resurrection. They went from being pretty comfortable to being out of their comfort zone. Uh, and I think for you and me, we can make intentional choices to get out of our comfort zones. And one way to do that in a fun way uh, is just to do some new stuff, um, new hobbies, uh, to, to get out of your comfort zone in a fun way versus like, you know, a lot of us have been out of our comfort zone a lot uh, in really hard ways. Um, picking up a new skill or a new hobby or trying new recipes, that's a way to get out of your comfort zone in a way that affirms joy in life. Um, and so I would just encourage you, look at your life. Um, do you just know how to do everything you're doing? If you do feel like you're kind of in a autopilot mode, pick up something new, uh, do something new. 
The fourth thing uh, is to get outside. One of the things that I think uh, is so beautiful about Easter is that Easter falls during the springtime. Uh, the world is waking up outside. And so uh, I would encourage you to make intentional choices to get outside almost every day if you can. Uh, for me, that's walking on the Beltline. Um, it's uh, cooking outside, uh, just cutting my grass. Uh, getting outside during this time of year helps us to pay attention. Uh, it helps us to notice uh, the beauty of change and creation. The flowers are blooming, the trees are putting out their leaves. And if we're always just driving and then working and living and staying inside, uh, the beauty of that world out there that's waking up just becomes a kind of blur to us. And so one of the ways to affirm the beauty of resurrection is to actually get in the creation and watch that it is coming to life. It's coming from a sense of dormancy of winter into new life. And I think it'll speak to you. Uh, just last night, I was walking my dog on the Beltline um, and noticed uh, on the side of the West Side Trail, I live over on the West Side uh, near near to Trinity, and I noticed all these beds of weeds that were beautiful flowers, little red flowers growing in the grass, and um, had an Easter moment. Um, just was able to appreciate volunteer weeds, things that we would view as a nuisance and see the beauty in that as I was walking my dog in the evening, afternoon, late afternoon, sun after work. Um, so I would encourage you to get outside. Uh, vitamin D and exercise, uh, those are really good for us. And I think there's something really beautifully, uh, uh, potentially impactful for us during the Easter season if we'll just go outside on a regular basis. I heard a study recently that said that if you uh, can watch and be outside for sun up and or sundown, that it does something to your brain rhythms. And I think there's probably some truth in that. Lately, I've been out uh, late in the day as the sun is sort of getting low in the sky. And it, it does help us kind of begin to wrap up our day and enjoy the warmth of the day, especially uh, here in these last few days where it's just been so beautiful outside. And the last one is a learning posture. It's a, a practice, maybe. I would encourage you to do one of two things. Either pick up N.T. Wright's book. Uh, N.T. Wright is a, an Anglican scholar at Oxford. He is, um, if you've spent five seconds at Trinity, you've heard me quote him. He's amazing. I love him so much. He wrote a book that is my favorite theological book. I think it's the most important theological book that I have read uh, called Surprised by Hope. And it is about Easter and the resurrection. Um, and I would encourage you, if you are um, a courageous reader, if you're a person willing to wade through ideas about God, to pick up that book and read it. Uh, similarly, though, if you're not into or don't have the margin or maybe the appetite to read a theological book, if you go to YouTube, he has lectured through this book. So you could just essentially engage an hour-long lecture, and all you need to do is put in N.T. Wright and Resurrection and the Renewal of Creation. Uh, that's the title of his talk. And you'll hear him essentially in one hour give a lecture um, that spans the breadth of the book that might take you many weeks to read. Um, I think sometimes what we really need is to deepen our own understanding of what Easter and the resurrection means. Uh, Y'all, this is a season for us to affirm life. 
this is a season for us to move out of the humdrum and the routine and the autopilot tendencies that we all fall into and embrace and celebrate and affirm the fullness and the goodness of life. Resurrection is about life. And I think that there are things that you and me that we can do over these 50 days of Easter to affirm life. So five steps, five practices, five postures, uh, gather and feast, ask the Holy Spirit to open up doors, uh, explore new hobbies, go outside a little more, and finally either watch that talk on resurrection and the renewal of creation or read Surprised by Hope. God bless you. I pray that your Easter is full of life and joy and surprises. I pray that as you get outside and get your hands dirty and celebrate with friends and family, make new friends, I pray that the Lord would meet you and sustain you and keep you. And I pray that he would remind all of us that we're Easter people. God bless you. Go in peace.